you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Matthew Condon. It's Friday, February 2. Artificial intelligence could be the key to boosting productivity. That's according to the Productivity Commission, which says the services sector and specialist fields stand to gain the most. But the push comes with a warning. Australians still don't trust AI. Banks must lower mortgage rates or the government's promised tax cuts won't help struggling families. That's the verdict from the Productivity Commission as inflation finally starts falling. They're the ginger-haired children who've become the faces of Israel's hostage crisis. Kafir and Ariel Bibas were taken into Gaza by Hamas militants on October 7. And with no information about their well-being, the boy's family has been left to celebrate and grieve their milestones without them. That's today's episode. And everyone who is a sane person should see and understand that this can't continue. It doesn't matter if you are Israeli, Australian, Palestinian, you should understand that this is something you don't do and can't continue. I don't think we are the people who need to to shout. I think everyone needs to shout and say it. It's crazy. It's like on the 7th of October, we received this terrible video of Shiri and the kids. And I remember screaming. I remember myself screaming and, and crying and just, you know, holding my head like how this happened. That is Oria Yabus. She is a relative of the Bibas family. Father Yarden, 34, kidnapped by Hamas on October 7 last year, as were his wife Sidar, 32, and their two young red-headed sons, Ariel, just four, and Kafir, who has just celebrated his first birthday in captivity somewhere in Gaza. The Bibasses were snatched from kibbutz near Oz in southern Israel. About 180 of the community's 400 residents were either abducted or massacred in the Hamas attack. Cherie's parents were amongst the dead. Around 250 Israeli hostages in total were taken on October 7. Approximately 136 remain in captivity in Gaza. But it is little Kafir who has become the face of lost innocence in this conflict. And the longer he's missing, the more uncertain his family feels about the future. Here's Oria again. The other voice you can hear is that of Yoni Bashan, 
the Australian's correspondent in Israel. But inside, like, I, I told myself, okay, it, it will be resolved in like two days or so. The, the world won't let this happen. The earth have to shake for this. But you see, we are three and a half months after sitting here and they are not here. How can this be possible? It can be possible. It doesn't make sense. It's really well said. It's, it's just a crazy world. It's a mad world. As Hamas and Israel weigh up yet another ceasefire, the world still awaits news of the fate of the Bibas family. Hamas has declared that the mother and children are dead, victims of an Israeli airstrike. But Israel officials have not verified the allegation. Until they have conclusive proof, relatives of the Bibas's, like Oria Yathbes, remain hopeful the family will be returned safely. I spoke with Yoni Bashan, who has been covering the conflict and has an exclusive interview with Oria in today's Australian. They're just so young. I think it doesn't really matter what side of this war you're on or your political views about Israel or Palestine. I think most right-thinking people would agree that taking civilian hostages is wrong. And taking civilian hostages who are less than one year old or only a few years old represents one of the most morally reprehensible things any organisation or a person can do. On January 18, people gathered across Israel to celebrate Kafir's first birthday, including the extended Babis family. Today must be an extraordinarily difficult day for you and your family. Do you know anything about what's happened to your family in Gaza? It's, uh, it's uh, the saddest birthday in the world right now. But no, we have no information. How are you marking today Kfir's first birthday? We're actually celebrating, marking a, a birthday for somebody that's not with us. So it's very, very difficult. We called her a song with a lot of people and we've put a lot of balloons and there is something that we're going to do in the Astrid Square and a lot of people are going to come and to be with us and support us. Suddenly, the colour orange is everywhere across Israel. Orange balloons, orange cakes, orange ribbons and T-shirts. Orange like the Bebas's children's hair, orange, now the colour of both grief and hope. Coming up after the break, celebration and grief collide as a milestone is passed in absentia. Aria Yabes spoke with the Australian's Yoni Bashan about Kafir Bibas's first birthday and the celebrations that went ahead in the child's absence, as well as the pain the extended family is suffering. It was such a bad day. It was such a hard day. There was a song written especially for the kids. 
My name is uh, Ginger. We recorded it in a studio like two days before. Also was so hard. Is it a happy song? It's a song that talks about the, their, the experience of, a, of an innocent child from his eyes of being there. So it's, the, the lyrics are, it's hard to, to, to listen to it. This was the main event in that day and all over the world, I have to say, there were gestures. A lot of uh, people who, who did things, baked cakes and fo- filmed it and, and sent it to us. Uh, buildings that were lighted up in orange. But it, it was such a hard day. Like, I, I was in tears all this day. Aria's thoughts were equally with the children's mother, Cherie. She explained to Yoni. I don't know why it was so... Because it, it was a remark. We didn't think that he, we were going to, to get to that day without him here. I don't know even if Cherie knew that it, it was his birthday. I don't know if he, she knew it was the 18th of uh, January. But I imagine her sitting there and asking herself, how the hell am I still here with two babies? How, how can it be? She probably will, will ask, why? Why did it take so long? And there's no good answer. No, because there's no answer. Because the expectation is she would have been the first one out. Of course. Or at least with the other with mothers the and children. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, how the world is still silent. I guess the question almost impossible to ask is, but the world wants an answer to, is mum and the two children, are they alive? That's an extremely important question. It's a very hard question to answer. The belief of the family is that until there is definitive confirmation that they are not alive, they will continue to press ahead with their public and diplomatic efforts to try and bring them home. Aria told Yoni that after almost four months since the crisis started, the whole situation still felt surreal. I think everyone who see Kfir and Ayel's photo should understand what's good and what's bad. And taking hostages, taking kids hostage, is a crime against humanity. It's something that didn't happen in Western country, never. And this is something that we can't... Uh, I don't know how to, to explain. Um, Do you want to say it in Hebrew? I can. It's, um, it can't be uh, just a thing that happened. This is something that has to be resolved yesterday. Yoni Bashan is the Australian's correspondent in Israel. You can read that story right now at theaustralian.com.au. Thanks for joining us on The Front this week. Our team is Claire Harvey, Kristen Amiet, Jasper Leake, Leah Samoglu, Josh Burton and me, Matthew Condon.
a troubled young woman. Her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.